Don't get overwhelmed with a lot of webinars, information. There's 25 different ways of making money in the real estate space. There's different ways of building your business. You possess a different competency and you come from a different season of your life. You got to just start where you are. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Hamal Badiani. Hamal, how are you doing today? I'm doing phenomenal, and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, Theo, for hosting me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for joining us. So let's go over Hamal's background. So he is the Senior Vice President in the financial space and has eight years of real estate investing experience. His portfolio consists of close to 600 apartments that he is actively sponsoring or managing. He is based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and his website is exponential-equity.com. So Amal, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up back in India and came here to the United States to study a couple of decades back. And that organically led me after studies to join a management consulting firm. So for close to two decades, I was on the plane across three continents, helping a lot of CEOs and CEOs build their firms and change direction, bring scale, bring efficiency, bring growth to Fortune 100 firms. Everybody that you could think of from Disney theme parks to the Vatican, I worked with them. So a lot of smart people, a lot of competency and learning from that experience. I decided to hang up my traveling boots and joined the financial world local to Charlotte, Charlotte being a great hub for the financials and banking industry. And that led me to the real estate side of things first passively for the first six years or so, and then actively first in single family. And then in 2020, I went in the commercial space. So what I'm focused on now, since COVID started, is really building and scaling my business, bringing all those competencies and experiences from a wonderful set of leaders that I've learned into build my own billion-dollar business in the commercial real estate realm, starting with multifamily syndications is what we focused on in 2020, and now we're expanding into other asset classes, along with construction, property management on the horizon as well. Thank you so much for sharing that. So lots of very interesting, diverse background, and lots to dive into there. But let's first focus on, you mentioned that you were a passive investor for six years. What were you passively investing in? It was mainly my own portfolio of single family, townhomes, bunch of land that I bought and hold. It was a classic busy professional scenario where I was traveling every week, didn't have anything to think about from an underwriting or active standpoint. So mm-hmm. any new stuff, timing the right market cycle in the right city in the Carolinas, we just bought stuff as we stashed away cash and savings. 
So you did that for six years before you transitioned mm-hmm. into actively buying single family homes. Why did you decide to transition to active? Why not just stay passive forever? Yeah. The whole transition from jumping on a plane and working 80, 100 hour weeks to where I am with my job right now created a lot of space in terms of my week. And that allowed me to introspect on what I want to be. How do I build my life and my lifestyle on my terms? And real estate seemed like a natural choice. So as I was looking at local players in Charlotte and who to partner with and learn from, I found a lot of folks who were doing some creative flipping, creative financing, lending in the real estate single family space. And that's how I got on that train. And the amazing thing was most of them are solo operators, but my competency and superpower being that I can scale businesses pretty quickly and help people scale businesses pretty quickly. So in 2019, when I started my real estate single family business, by the end of 2019, I had 10 employees five in the United States, five in the Philippines. And we were doing a lot of high volume transactional stuff along with some buy and hold and creative finance stuff. And that was a wonderful, wonderful confidence in the power of real estate. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. I want to come back to what you just mentioned about scaling. As you said, that's your superpower, but something else I thought of too. So since you're working a lot of hours and then you transitioned into the job you're doing now, so you had kind of time to think about what you wanted to do and went into the single family space. For people who are listening out there, do you recommend that people start bypassing investing first? Or would you have much rather, looking back in hindsight, wish you have gone straight to active investing? Like, is there any benefit to passive investing first? Or is it something that you kind of just did because of the situation you were in? 
I would say do what makes you happy and what your true calling is and what you're passionate about. It may not be real estate, right? So for the season that I was in with my kids very young, I was in a corporate ladder institutionalized to be the next CEO. That was the vision I had. And for that, nothing else mattered except earning predictable returns that real estate provided. So the passive investments are my vehicle. But when I wanted to change and when I was in the next season of my life where I really consciously thought of and got the time to think about what kind of life and lifestyle I want to live, real estate became one of those things that just was my calling. I knew I could build a business around it and I could scale and bring my competency, culture, values, ethics to the table as I'm building this business. And that's why I went into the active space. It wasn't that one earned more money than the other or one had more work than the other. It was just where I was in my point of life. And that's what determined where I wanted to be in terms of my investments. Let's move to 2019 now. So you said that you started the active single family investing in 2019. It started off as just you. And then by the end of the year, you had 10 employees so as you mentioned, your superpower is scaling. So I'm kind of leave it up to you how you want to answer this question. But what are some of the top tips or top tactics or things that people need to think about when it comes to scaling their real estate business? And so maybe you can answer this question from the perspective of someone who's maybe just a one-man show right now, but they want to grow their business to a billion-dollar business. What are some tips you have for them? That's a fantastic question. And I can say these things from my experience, I worked across the board, doesn't matter what business. In 2019, I had my single family business, which I exited. 2020, I built my commercial business and we have now five employees and partners and we're going to go to 10 or 12 this year. So the same principles work, whatever business you're in. But first thing I believe is to have a clarity of vision what do you want to be, right? Most people, when they think about real estate, they're thinking about financial freedom and uh, two or three transactions or a handful of transactions could get them there. And do you really want to build something as a business is a question you need to answer. And what kind of business, how big? Because that would determine not only where you make daily decisions, but people who aspire to join your team and join you because of that commitment to that vision. They understand are aligned to what sort of culture and what sort of end goal you're building towards. Because a vision for a million dollar company is different from a vision for a billion dollar company, right? And the brand, the way you approach things systematically, the systems and processes you institute, all of that is different. So that's one, and people need to aspire to that. Second is you really have to carve out what, things you do and know your strengths and figure out how to build complementary competencies around you through the teams that you build that allow you to focus on what you're good at and then start chipping away at what you're not good at. So for me, I'm good at building the business, being the brand, building the forward-looking thinking and that allows me to continue to think about, okay, what's the next step? Do we need a marketing person? Do we need an accounting person? Do we need HR? Do we need payroll as we build teams? If we go into a new competency, how do we first partner up with someone, learn the ropes, and then go into it? Those kinds of things, I wouldn't be allowed to do that, or I won't have the bandwidth to do that if I am 
in the day-to-day activities. I'm also underwriting all the things. I'm also looking at lending quotes and all the nuances that go along to make any transaction in the real estate world happen and happen successfully and execute on a business plan. So slowly and slowly, as I looked at each role, I said, do I have an operational competency and partnership that came in first? Then we built an acquisitions team. Now we're building an investor relations organization that allows us to speak with private equity and then slowly we'll go into the marketing, et cetera. So knowing your strengths, really answering very honestly and authentically to yourself what you're good at, and then complementing that with the right partners is the second piece. And then the third piece is finding the people that have two elements. Everything else can be taught. Two elements to me are very important, ethics and drive. You cannot teach these. People who can make good, tough decisions on behalf of the brand that you're trying to create that could sustain itself 20 years from now, 40 years from now, outlast you and people who are driven. So you're not just putting incentives and processes, but people who can work and go that extra mile, knowing that you've got their back and then ultimately they've got the company's back. Those are things that come a little bit from experiences. Sometimes you can hire good companies that allow you to find employees or partners that allow you to do that. But those three things in my mind, having the right vision, knowing your strengths, complementing with team members, and then finding people who have ethics and drive are super important. So right now you're still working a full-time job, right? In addition to your real estate investing. That is correct. I believe my first passive commercial investment was April of 2020, just when COVID hit. And my intention, I think by the time this podcast would come live, my intention is to quit my job in exactly a year from there and go full-time into commercial real estate investing. But for now, I'm a senior vice president with the bank. So how are you able to work your full-time W-2 job or if it's not W-2 job, just work a full-time job for someone else while at the same time building up your own syndication business? So someone listening to this who has a full-time job and wants to get into syndication, maybe they're saying, I need to quit my job today in order to focus on this full-time. Well, you didn't do that. You're obviously doing it part-time or in your spare time. So what does that look like? What tips have you found that allowed you to be successful and build a portfolio of around 600 units while still working full-time? It's deep work and time management. So every Sunday evening, I sit down, plan two weeks out, not just next day or next week. Every conversation with an investor that I have It's planned at least two weeks out. That's how they get the calendar invite. So I get a little bit of control on any fire drills from a job or business perspective that is going on during the week. So just time management hacks that over a period of time that I have been able to do that allowed me to focus and compartmentalize job meetings versus business conversations that I might be having. And COVID has accelerated that, and I'm hoping everyone takes advantage of that, especially people who work from home. They have a lot of flexibility. They don't have to travel anymore. Most of the meetings are audio only. Some are Zoom invites, but you can have certain conversations in the middle of the day while you're eating your sandwich and can talk to investors. So you really have to work hard, plan for it. And second thing was deep work. It's easy to get distracted, overwhelmed with webinars, with conversations on the internet, phone, et cetera. For me, when I carve out my hour to do anything with regards to the business, the phone, all the channels, everything goes off. 
it's one hour of solid productive work. And you'd be surprised if you do that for an hour straight, how many emails, how many responses, how much work you can actually achieve, which seems like a very short period of time, as opposed to doing multitasking, which I find multitasking is just suboptimal for your brain and the work that you're trying to do. All right. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Have a bias for action. Like I said, don't get overwhelmed with a lot of webinars, information. There's 25 different ways of making money in the real estate space. There's different ways of building your business. You possess a different competency and you come from a different season of your life. You got to just start where you are and not worry about all the information that's going on. Find a good mentor or two, jump on it, wherever it leads you. Once you get good at one thing, you can expand and that's how you grow expand that mentorship advice a little bit. So you mentioned that when you first got started, you went out and wanted to find the people who were already doing it. What advice do you have? Any hacks you found at finding the right mentor? Yeah, the hacks are too, again, someone who has alignment with your vision and values. If you're trying to build a billion dollar business, finding a person who's not doing that at least halfway through there is a no-go. You cannot take advice from someone who's doing a half a million dollar business because you're not going to get as fast as where you want to be. And the second thing is find the doers. It's hard to decipher again from webinars and calls who's actually doing the work. So you have to dig deep, talk to people, referrals, etc. Understand who could be a good person who's actually getting that elbow grease, rolling up their sleeves and actually doing the work or managing a team that does the work which you want to do. And that's how you really, really learn from them. And then third thing is beyond paid mentorship, et cetera, you got to find that way of providing value to these mentors that is just priceless that nobody else could provide. And that way you forge a good relationship where it's not just transactional and you're learning from them and you're done. All right, Hamal, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's get to it. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com. Okay, Hamal, what is the best ever book you've recently read? This one is called Indistractable. Again, it focuses on that deep work and how do you not get distracted with all the social media and some of the things that are being manufactured to get that focus away from your work and into the social media realm. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I would talk to people about mindset all day long. When I was in single family, I didn't have the mindset for commercial. When I found a coach that helped me with that, I realized my true potential thinking about building a billion dollar business. And I think everyone has that potential to be their best in this form of life. Tell us about time that you lost money on a deal, how much you lost and what lessons you learned. 
It was a direct-to-seller deal that we found through a lot of labor pain in a pretty hot market of Texas, tier one city of Texas. So we were excited, obviously, that none of the big players could have found it and we found something. So we quickly got under contract the earnest money deposit. We had to pay a fraction of that, the whole earnest money deposit up front. It was non-refundable. So we lost about $15,000 because we had to walk away from the property once we did our due diligence. So it's a lesson learned. Most sellers will hide away something or the other, and it's your responsibility and a fiduciary responsibility to your investors to be very thorough in your due diligence process and be prepared to walk away even if you lose money. And the flip side, tell us about the best ever deal you've done. Oh man, we found this unicorn, the first ever deal. So in the last hundred days, we've closed three acquisitions, which has been fantastic. The first one of them was a 208 unit in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that one was 60% occupied, again, direct to seller, was just mismanaged. We found it at a very steeply discounted price, got the owner to finance some of the note and has outperformed way, way, way beyond our expectation to the point where we'll be able to cash all investors out in 18 months, which is just fantastic. Getting your money Mm -hmm. back plus 20 plus percent IRR in 18 months, we are outperforming our projections. What is the best ever way you like to give back? Through all things real estate. So we are currently running a charity that allows distressed property owners who are tax delinquent or are facing foreclosures. We are helping them out in terms of saving their homes. And then eventually we would be buying, the vision is the exponential equity. Our firm would be buying large tracts of land that allows us to plant trees and keep them from getting deforestated and just pay back to the environment and our children and grandchildren. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? I'm pretty active on Facebook and LinkedIn, Hemal Badiani, and also exponential-equity.com. My email is hemal at exponential-equity.com. I'm pretty active there as well and look forward to speaking and connecting with a lot of your listeners. All right, Hemal, thank you so much for joining us today and providing us with your best ever advice. I really appreciate the structure of your response as I ask a question like, oh, here's two things or here's three things kind of like in that list form. So it's going to make it very easy for people listening to comprehend and then hopefully take action on what you talked about. So we talk about your transition from passive to active. And I like what you said about kind of comes down to what you're happy with what makes you happy, what you're passionate about, and what chapter in your life you're in. So you said how you really wanted to become the next CEO. So path investing made sense. Whereas when you wanted to change your lifestyle, then real estate itself became your calling and became an active investor. We talked about the three tips for scaling, which was a vision, knowing what you're good at and finding people to do what you're not good at for you. And then making sure you're finding people with the right ethics and drive since those are not teachable. We talked about some of your time management and deep work tips for just really in general, but specifically around you having a full-time job while building your portfolio. And then your best ever advice about taking action where you're at right now and not getting overwhelmed with having to know every single little in and out of of everything. And then about finding a good mentor too. And you gave three tips on that. Someone who aligns with your vision, someone who is a doer, and then figuring out how to add value to that person. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Best of for listeners, as always, thank you for listening. 
Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.